Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the best podcast on the planet, In The Moment. Last time we were in here, we went straight. No, we, we, B, we went crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did four and a half hours of recording, <laughs> and I think we, we ended up putting out about 35 minutes. <laughs> Almost ended you and Jade before, <laughs> it even, before it even started, the it show did. before it even started. Oh, man. Are you prepared for this round? No, I'm not, but apparently I'm about to get in trouble again. Welcome to In The Moment. I'm in the moment. Stay in the moment. Yeah. Hey. There's a moment in everything, and everything is a moment. I talk about the comedy in it all. This is your first time. Welcome to the funniest podcast you have never heard. I'm your new favorite comedian, Mo Mitch, or your money back. Shout out to all our regular listeners and our new listeners. Episode one. 54. Yeah. Katie, we got a special of all special kind of guests today. Woo! I'm ready. It is lit. Woo! <laughs> we got a lot of trouble that day. God, Let's talk about that. And when I think about it too, man, because you and Old Girl were like on the. We were, on the, we were at the end. You were at the end. And I was just there to push you over. You know, uh, my family appreciates that. <laughs> They didn't like her? No. Really? No, it's one of those situations, honestly, where um, I never talked about it. I couldn't talk about it at the time because I was, I was still tied to the situation. But, yeah, it was <laughs> it was one of those situations where once I went to my family and told them that it was over, Yeah, I expected them to console me because of, you know, like they would have thought maybe I was hurting. Yeah. But they threw a party in my face. See, that's messed up. Because <laughs> right? how come when we're, not, we're going out, like, you don't say these things? But then when we break exactly. up, you're like, oh, we never liked that girl. It's because you don't want to... S- persuade them or you know kind of misguide their judgment so i'm not going to tell you that hey i don't like her because of whatever effect it may have if you're happy then i'm happy until you're not happy then hey we're all happy so y'all were really tight though you and she right i know how to play nice uh that's another thing i found out katie was faking it what and i had no idea (laughs) come on i know how to play nice weren't you guys hanging out by yourselves and stuff though without him that was only like two times it wasn't like often enough but if you're a part of Mo's life, mm-hmm. then okay, cool. Yep. I'll play the game until you're not. Yep. And yep. here we are. Which I've had to learn <laughs> myself from Katie because I was not good at playing the game, quote unquote. With with who? With anyone. Yeah. I'm a New Yorker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're a little more aggressive than everyone in the South, typically, and I had to learn to dial that back. Yeah, I, I think I might have told you this before. So I was born in New York mm-hmm. and lived there till I was like seven or eight, so I had that East Coast attitude. And then I moved out to California where things are really quite chill, and then I moved back to D.C. for a job and got back into that Northeast mentality. Mm-hmm. And then from there went to Dallas, and, man, I had to be sat down by the program director who's like, look, we can't do business down here in Dallas like that. Like, you've got to sit down with somebody. you got to ask them about their family. You got to ask them what's going on in their life and you got to sit down because in the Northeast, it's like 
we got business to take care of. I'm in your office for 30 seconds, and I'm moving fucking on. Yep. And that shit did not fly in Texas, man. <laughs> no, it doesn't fly in the South, right? It's very different. The yeah. South is very different. Um, I guess there's a politeness that just comes with everything that you do, and even when you disagree. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn that. So much so that, yes, Katie carried on an entire relationship with my ex that I had no idea how she truly felt about it until it was over. This is shocking to me. Why? Because, at least on the radio, and when we were all out, I think we even joked about this on the show, that you were becoming tighter with her than they were. It actually bothered me for a while. Like, in the beginning, I hated the fact that I would, like, I just would watch them, too. Yeah. And think, like, oh, wow, they don't need me. (laughs) (laughs) They're having such a great time without me. I was surprised by this. Yeah. Now, I will say it was easy to play along with the game with her. It was much easier. I've never been as, quote, unquote, buddy, buddy Mm -hmm. with any friend that I've had their partner. Yep. Unlike her, it was easier to do that. But in the back of my mind, I knew that, hey, this Mm. is is not (laughs) something I can get close to or try to. But to make you feel comfortable, my thing is, if someone's around me, I want them to feel as comfortable as possible. Mm-hmm. Because when you do, you let your guard down. Mm, ah, okay. Look at- and I always pay attention to that. Look at that. It, it was interesting. And so, I never talked about it. Do you? Wait. Wait, no, no. Ask her. <laughs> ask her. She's like, you got something else? Ask her. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't. I'm just like, I didn't know that Katie operated that way. No, I didn't either. You're like a wolf in sheep's clothes, man. I Would was you- always raised to be observant. Would you tell me today? Of what? Would it be different today? If I had a girl in my life that you weren't necessarily fond of, would you feel like you would be <laughs> honest with me and tell me I don't like her? Yes, because I feel like that's what you want. You said you don't want to, people to tell you until after the fact. You want them to tell you ahead of time. I do. Whereas as that time, I didn't really know what you wanted. And if I could come to you and say, eh, you know, but now mm-hmm. I would. This is how it works with me. You could tell me one time. As a friend, you could tell, express your concern. Mm-hmm. The girl that you're going out with. I'm seeing shit that I just don't think, you know, it's just tell me once. That's all I need to hear, but don't keep bringing it up. That's I already fair. know how you feel, yeah, that's so that's it. That's that's 100% fair. And even then, it's got to be like a really close-knit group of friends because most people can't pop off like that. Right, 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 absolutely. No, I think that's true. Okay, so <laughs> to Did we reset start? this. Did we start? Are we I, started? Let's start now. It's already. <laughs> I feel like it has. I feel like we started. Bert Weiss is here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the, the last time we did this, uh, Katie, you are way better than me at dates. When when was this approximately? It was a long time ago. You know how lit I was that night? We were very lit. Yep. We had quite a bit to drink. And we, uh, well, we gave y'all as much as we could give y'all. Wasn't that we before recorded. Romeo? It was, th- yes. it must have been about Three years ago? It had to be. Three that years ago. Right. Yeah. Well, when did you start with Jade? Two years ago. So it must have so, been. So you're right. So it had to be about two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah, it's yeah. been years. It was so different. I years. told Katie, I said, the first time we did this with Bert, you should see, like, what my um, my preparation sheet looked like. <laughs> it, was, it was two pages long of, like, I wanted to be so prepared. I wanted to ask yeah. you all of the best questions. I wanted to give you all of the best of an interview. And this time I was like... Man, I'm about to kick you with my dude, man. <laughs> That's so true. Play. He's like, ah. <laughs> we'll figure yeah, it we'll out. figure it out. <laughs> to me, those are the best ones. Uh, any interview is yes. like the ones that you don't necessarily. I always go into an interview doing way too much research on it just because I want to be secure about it. Uh-huh. But the best ones are like, if I've got three pages of notes and I never go to them at all, then I know it's a good interview. That makes right? sense. It's yeah. a good podcast. So I, I never truly talked about this, I don't believe. I don't even know if I've really talked to you about this off air. But yes, at that time, 
I was uh I was at the end of a relationship and I was torn to be honest. I was in a rough place because I wanted to talk about it, about what my experiences were, but at the same time, I didn't want to make her look bad. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how it would look for me to come on air and really speak to uh the struggles of a man. Sometimes to be honest, I don't feel like women care or they they listen from a place of understanding mm-hmm. as much as they may listen from a place of uh what? No, because no, go ahead. I understand no, what tell you're me saying. What? But it just goes into what I told you that men, y'all need to start standing up for yourselves. Yeah, Katie feels like we don't do that enough. What's the old saying? Uh that eighty percent of men live silently miserable or something like fact. that. I believe that to be completely true. I feel uh-uh. like it shouldn't be that way. That's unauthentic. I don't know, man. You know what I kind of think? It's like, um, all right, so the perfect way to put this for me, like you as a white man, right? Mm-hmm. You may come into a room and talk about your struggles. And those are legit struggles that 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 are that are relative to who you are and what you experience. But if you were to say it in a room full of black people, they would probably side-eye you because mm-hmm. they wouldn't give you a chance to get your struggles off because they're looking at you like, Really? Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that way as a man sometimes. When you are speak, because I'm always around women, mm-hmm. which that's the way I want it to be. Right. But sometimes when I'm speaking to women about my struggles as a man, I feel like they look at me like, yeah, but you're a man. Give me an example. You mean like, oh, you don't know what it's like to be a woman. Exactly. You think you got it bad, we got it worse. Like, exactly. So give me an example. That kind of thing. All right, so, uh, oof, I'll give you a perfect example. I was just talking to a guy about this. Sometime you'll hear a woman speak to um, the way that men treat women, right? And this is not to make an excuse. Some men are just not good people. Mm-hmm. But there are other men who struggle to understand how to value a woman because of the way that they were treated by women. And you don't really have a space to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Because if you do... I feel like we live in a world where if you come on a platform and say, hey, these are my struggles as a man, Mm -hmm. because this is what I've experienced in dealing with the women I have. Uh, uh This is why I don't necessarily understand the value of marriage. Mm -hmm. This is why I'm confused. I feel like women are shut it down immediately and go, this is the history of women. This is why you don't get an opinion. It's our body, our choice. You shut the hell up and go figure it out. Yeah, I do think like there has been sort of an attitude shift. Um, And a lot of women would go, it's about damn time, right? Where... um, Guys really are sharing less, I think, because um, how do I put this, man? Um, Pussy is power? (laughs) (laughs) It's not that pussy is power. I just think that there's we're we're getting closer, you know, and this is a guy talking. It feels to me like we're getting closer. We're certainly not there to equality, closer, inching to it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But there is this movement like... If we're not equal or superior now to men, then men need to shut the fuck up sometimes. Yep. Exactly that. So, and as- I don't like that. Hmm? And I don't like that. Like, I understand it to an extent, but that shouldn't negate the fact that there are honest men who are still on the side of women who also want to be heard. Here is part of my, re- line my right really there. concern. What's that? No, just th- trying to be the guy that I'm on the side of women always, I also feel like there's a voice Mm. from a man that would benefit women if they were to actually listen. Mm -hmm. But to try to walk that line as a radio or a podcast host today and not be labeled as the misogynistic radio show or Mm -hmm. podcast immediately 
is is tough. There have definitely been times on the Burke Show where we're trying to give a guy's perspective and we're being shut down immediately <laughs> by the women on the show yes. saying, "Look, no, that's not shut it." And I'm up. like, "Damn, I mean, I got the parts; they're not impressive, <laughs> right. but they are the parts, right? Right." And if we're being fair, if it were the other way around, it would be woman-splaining, right? Or was mm-hmm. it mansplaining? What were we talking about a couple of months ago when I literally called it out on the show? I'm like, you guys are women-splaining yes. to Mo mm-hmm. and I right now. Right. What was it? I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I do remember that. And that happens often where it's like, okay, this is how a man feels. And then when the women go, nope, <laughs> this is how a man feels. We don't get to go, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> was it, it, it was a relationship thing about, wasn't it the dry spell segment? I don't know. Might have been. I don't know. It happens often. But I do know that there are women listening right now going, you guys need to shut the fuck up. 100%. Because you have no idea what we go through on a day-to-day, and that's fair. It's fair. That's fair. Here is my real concern. So I have a 15-year-old, right? And we talk a lot about these issues. What It's my observation with men now that I think while men have evolved quite a bit, I think that there is a facade with a lot of men that speak the exact same way they did 10, 15, 20 years ago when they're amongst each other. Mm -hmm. But now when they're around women, they play the woke game. Absolutely. And I think that's a dangerous place to be. So I always talk to Katie about that, how that kind of pisses me off. Because I like a lot of my male friends will say things, and then when I say things, they're in a complete agreement. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And then when women are around and I start to say the same things, they go, oh, he's going crazy. <laughs> I don't know why, right? You know why that is? Pussy is power. Pussy is power. (laughs) Men needed to evolve in a lot of areas. Absolutely. A lot of fucking areas. Still do. And and still do. Mm -hmm. But I still find like there's a lot of sensibilities when it comes to guys that really haven't changed all that much over the last two decades. But I just think that dudes are sort of like just keeping it in the club, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the man club right now, yeah. but still feel in a lot of ways the same way they did like 20 years ago. So when it comes to sharing things, right, and I believe that with some of what I've seen you share on air, I don't know that there's anything that you wouldn't share, like that you would go, all right, that is so vulnerable that I wouldn't share that, or oh, I would be hesitant to mm-hmm. share that. Is there anything or are there topics to where even today you go, I don't know if I'm touching that one? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, um, probably more than you know. There's stuff that with my relationship with my fiance that I don't go down because uh, I don't. It's really difficult when you're living your life on the radio and you're giving your perspective on things. The last thing I want is listeners to um, on social media to beat up my fiance when she doesn't even have a say in the matter. Right. So if we're going through like a thing, there are a lot of times where I'm hesitant not even to bring it up because from my perspective, I think I'm right. And there are times even if I feel like I'm giving her side of things fair, fairly, A, she won't. (laughs) And B, because people know me so long, they're going to take my side anyway. So Mm -hmm. I just don't want my family to be vulnerable like that. Um, And what other things? Yeah, there are things that come up now, but I call it on the air. We were having a conversation the other day um, about being woke and transgender and gay. I'm terrified of that talk, I'll be honest. We even said on the air, I'm like, this really scares me because I don't want to say the wrong thing here, one wrong thing, because I feel like 
even allies mm-hmm. can say one wrong thing mm-hmm. and it gets blown up so much that all of a sudden we're the enemy. Right. When for 20 years I've been nothing but trying to be an ally. There are some things as a 50 something year old man, though, it's hard for me to evolve into. You know, I'm learning and I'm listening, but there are stuff like what were we talking about this morning? Cis- S- cisgender. Cisgender. Cis- yeah, I had no no clue. I don't know. I'm gay. I still don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But that pertains to your gender and how you were born, not how you identify sexually. That's all it is. And I'm just even afraid sometimes on the show to say, look, I don't even know what that is, you guys. Because then I feel like I'm not an ally. Like those in the gay community will go, well, if you're a real ally, you should know that shit. Yep. I feel like you should never be afraid of that. If you are an ally, ask questions, you know? It's funny because, like, there are times when I'm so happy that Katie is in my life, right? Because growing up black, it's hard to believe that you would ever not be on the side of equality. Mm -hmm. Like, you want equality. That's what we fight for our entire lives, right? But there are times when, I'll be completely honest, if I were to have a child, I would have assumed that they would be straight, not realizing Mm -hmm. that I could be offending someone Mm -hmm. and assuming that. Like, that's not my way of saying if they're not straight, I'd have a problem with it because I wouldn't. But I would assume that. We, and that's not even something I would think of. Yeah, we were reading a uh, an email from Kristen the other day, and a listener was like, why are you assuming that your two-year-old child, when he's older, is going to be dating a woman or married to a woman? And that's a really good example of where I, I like, backed off of the mic. Terrified. Really what I wanted to say was, like, the kid is two years old, you know? And I still think that we do live as a majority with the default right. as, like, you know— when you're talking about a two-year-old and you're talking about his future, the default is probably still like, you know, he's going to get married to he's a woman. He's a ladies' man. He's this and that. Yeah. You wouldn't, I wouldn't even realize that somebody would have the right to be offended. But after speaking about it, I'm like, wow, see, I mm-hmm. would have, I feel like someone would have had the right to take that a whole different way. And I would have never even thought that way because I'm thinking the default mm-hmm. is the default. But I guess that's all a part of evolving at the end of the and day. Yes. How I viewed it is that it comes down to how you are in your household and how you raise your future kids. Now, for me, as a lesbian... I probably, if I had a son or a daughter, would say, oh, my daughter's probably going to get married to a man or you my would. son. Yeah, that's just natural mm-hmm. because of how I was raised in that traditional traditional heteronorm mindset of that that's just generally how it is. But I understand that probably in the future I would try to, I would try to change that so that my kid would be comfortable. Because I know that in the household I grew up in, hearing the, oh, Katie, you're going to get married to a man it just made me feel like I did. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if I raised my own child and said, your partner, whoever they are, it may make them feel more comfortable in the end. And it may be easier for them if they are that way. Mm-hmm. Or if they aren't. A partner, just something neutral. Right. We got to get But to that the, yeah. evolution in society. Mm-hmm. That has to, yeah. Speaking of evolution, this is a, I'm very curious in your opinion on this B. So I, the last, I would say, uh, maybe five weeks of In The Moment, Katie and I have had some extremely good debates on marriage, um, the change of what the overall view and value of marriage is, and how much a person's past matters when you decide that you're going to marry them. And I think of this... Um, you, have you heard about what happened with Andrew Wiggins? No. You know the basketball player? Uh, used to play for Kentucky yes, way sir. back in the day. Yep. Yeah. That's him. So he was gone for over a month. And this is what kind of sparked the conversation again because no one knew why. But apparently what happened was his wife was sleeping with his best friend. 
and he had no idea. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that the children belonged to his best friend. Oh, no. Not his kids. How old are the kids? I want to say they're like five, six. Katie, oh. maybe you can look it up and get, That's get what the I was exact about to do. numbers. <laughs> so but like, they're not his kids. Oh. He's been raising these kids this entire time. He thought one thing was one thing, and it was completely different. That would be utterly rocking. Right? Super devastating, right? Damn. And, and, and I had a few questions about this. Number one, as a man, right? What do you do about the kids? I'd love to believe that I would be able to raise these kids as if none of it mattered. Are they still together? No, not yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, he took off, right? Yeah, he took off. Man, that's tough. So he's been around since... Since I mean, they were babies, since they were born. Since they were born. Yeah. They came out and he thought they were his. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because emotionally, you're already, that's my kids. Yeah, Those there. are my kids right there. Right. I have no idea how you would make that switch. Because not having kids, I, I can, you know, I can envision it, but I obviously can't feel it. But to feel like you've raised a kid for five years and you find out it's not your kid, there was a conversation of what does a man even have? Because if you walk away, you're almost still wrong. Some people feel. Y- yeah, uh, I just don't know how you could. If I'm around that kid for five years and I'm raising it like mine and I love that kid like it's mine, when I find out that it's somebody else's, one of two things is going to happen probably is like, I'm definitely not staying with moms. That's for sure. Yeah, there's no way. And I would like to believe I could, I would stay in that kid's life for sure. But I, look, man, there's part of me that would say like, when I look at that child, am I going to hold resentment every single time? Right. I don't know. Hard to believe you wouldn't. I'm glad I'm not in that position. He's raising them both as if they're his, and I don't think either one is. Damn. So what was your debate on it? So the first debate was the past. Katie and I have had really good debates on this, and I have gotten, uh, I would say, 50-50 in my DMs whenever we've had this debate. Uh, Katie is, I think, amongst the average, like the, uh, the majority, in that a lot of people don't think the past should matter when you date. I believe it should. And Why? So my point was... Andrew Wiggins, those types of situations, I believe, happen more than we believe they do. I think when you look at the divorce rate, there's a reason it's as high as it is. When we're looking at 60, 65 percent, right? So for me, the way I see it, logically, in anything else in life, if you are investing in something, Mm -hmm. they care about who you've been. Right. If you go to get a job, you get a background check. Go into the military, background check. You want a car. You want a home. You want any of these things. Before they invest all of this in you, <laughs> yeah. they give you a background That's check. A damn good point. Right? It's like, a they, there's point. a reason that mm-hmm. they say, yes, you may not be who you were then, but at least let me get a full picture mm-hmm. of what I'm working with before I decide <laughs> to give my most important and valued investment to you. But for some reason, when it comes to relationships, huh. people will tell you, no, I'll give you all of me in the rest of my life, and I don't even care who you've been yesterday. Right. That makes zero sense to me. Yeah, you might have turned me around on this. I think I, I probably, damn, that's a really good point. See, I think all of marriage needs to be deconstructed anyway. Like, it is really an epidemic when you are talking about 65, 60 or 65 percent of couples break up. And that number has been pretty steady for years and years and years and years and years. If this was a disease like coronavirus, right, uh, Fauci would have come out and the government would have immediately 
like started working on a vaccine, right? right? Yeah. But here yeah. we are with yeah. this divorce rate sticking at 65%. No one's yep. doing shit about it's it. Cool. And we're all just doing the same things that our parents did and our yep. grandparents did. Yep. And the divorce rate just keeps going up and up and up. So that might be one of the things to like deconstruct about it. Because when people, they feel a way when I say, no, it does matter. And they look at me like, I don't understand why it does. And then I give them this point and they struggle to come back with anything different. I think certain parts of it matter. So when you do get a background check when it comes to a job or whatever it is, it's not an in-depth background check that speaks on your character. Mm-hmm. This is a background check that's going to affect them in the long, ha- long haul, right? right? It's a relationship background check. Yep. Just like a job one, they want to know your criminal history. Yeah. I want to know your criminal history and your STD history. It's something that's going to affect <laughs> me. Yes. In the long haul, the right? background check. But I don't need to know what your body count was and what you did at college in spring break. If we're talking about you being the person that I am going to give the rest of my life to, I think it's very fair to have to be inquisitive about how you handled yourself in certain situations. For example, did you cheat on your last partner? I think that's important because if you did, I'm not here to say that you're a bad person because you did it. But if I'm going to, I'm gonna be honest. If I'm gonna invest the rest of my life in a human being. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to pick the person that has not cheated on a partner before I pick the person who cheated on every partner they were with. Well, they're not going to answer honestly anyway, so you can't even have, like, an algorithm to move forward. Which and there are some True. things that you're not going to— Like, look. You'd be surprised, though, how many people will answer honestly and be mad at you, right? Because I had somebody in my DM say, this guy got mad at me because I, uh, I told him I slept with 40 men. Mm-hmm. He got pissed, and he said he didn't want anything to do with me, and mm-hmm. I think all men are trash. <laughs> Right. And I felt like that's not fair. Yeah. And I feel, to be honest, I feel like if we talked about that on a big show, it would be like, hey, Mo, you got to shut the hell up and get over it, right? It would be huh. the guy's fault for feeling like, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to walk another different way. I do think, though, once you fall in love, right, if you find out what their background is, you're going to be the one to go, you know what? That was in the past. Th- this relationship and this marriage right here is going to defy all odds. So if you're really, really in love with somebody, I don't think it even matters in the past because you're going to believe, like, it won't matter. We're going to be together forever anyway. That's what I'm saying. So it depends on what you find as a deal breaker. For me, depending on the body, I don't I don't want to know your body. I don't care to know. Don't tell me. Uh-uh. I don't need to know that unless it's something that's going to affect my health in the long haul. I don't care to know. It don't care to know. Now, I believe it will. That's why it's funny to me. Okay, so... My fiance, I'm going to walk a real fine line here and try to be a gentleman here, is very skilled in that area, okay? Okay. She's very skilled and really enjoys that area of our relationship. I don't think that this is her rookie season. I do not Mm want to know, Mm -hmm. right? She didn't come to me a natural, I am pretty sure. I just want to believe that in my head, right? I I don't want to (laughs) know. I do not want to know how she got as skilled as she did. I'm just going to believe, like, nope, just a natural. It's me. You must really love me, baby. Me and Eliza's dad, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's it. And I'm not even, I don't even want to believe that Eliza's dad, she even had sex with him. It's a miracle. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you. Stay tuned for another episode of In The Moment with their host Mo and co-host Katie.